I want to thank Research Consultants International for sponsoring today's podcast. They're a globally renowned lead generation firm that helps economic development organizations create real prospects. They've helped over 500 economic development organizations. Let me tell you exactly what they do. They facilitate one-on-one meetings for economic developers with corporate executives who will have projects soon. They can facilitate these meetings to where you travel to the corporate executive's office and meet them there, or you meet them at a trade show, or even have a conference call so you don't have to pay for travel. They recently launched a service called FDI 365, which provides you a lead a day of fast-growing companies that will be expanding soon. Their research has helped over $5 billion in projects get cited since inception. I encourage you to go to www.researchfdi.com to learn more about research consultants. As far as I'm concerned, they are absolutely the best lead generation firm in the business for economic development organizations. Call them now. They can help you create real prospects. Welcome to this week's episode of the Next Move Group We Are Jobs podcast. This is Chad Chancellor, co-founder of Next Move Group. Today we got Mike Kershaw with us. Mike is the Economic Development Director for the Economic Development Corporation of North Central Illinois in Bureau LaSalle in Putnam County. So I, I kind of know where that is, Mike, but you might have to give our audience a little <laughs> overview of the map of uh, what part of Illinois you represent. Sure. We're, we're about 90 minutes southwest of the Loop in downtown Chicago. Mm-hmm. So at the intersection of I-39 and I-80, is roughly the center point of our three counties. Okay, now I know you were in Missouri before. I think it's where I got to know you. So I was. talk about your path there to Illinois. Oh my goodness, let's see. When I was in Missouri, I was at the EDC of Kansas City, Missouri. Mm-hmm. And from there, about six years in, in Missouri, then to Illinois, I was in Champaign, Urbana, Champaign County for a while. Spent the last four years in Iowa, uh, about uh, half an hour north of the Quad Cities. Mm-hmm. And then from there, to here. Okay, all right. So, and that's only about half of my career. Uh, yeah. Well, that's good. No, I want to ask you about that. So, you know, most people uh, stumble into economic development. You're one of the ones I think that meant to be an economic developer. So, uh, I, give us your story. How you got into this? Well, in college, I was a triple major, and so one one of my majors was economics, and then I had two business majors. Oh. And so, you know, economic development in a lot of respects is a perfect marriage of those right. three disciplines. And so, I was thinking in college of like a management consulting. Right. focus right and when I got into Illinois state government as an intern for one of the governors that didn't go to prison I worked in the Thompson administration and I came to be aware of the state agency for economic development and right. so kind of angled to get a job at the agency and I helped develop new programs for the state based on best practices from around the country and that was my very first job right and then I uh, was recruited to work at a power company in Illinois spent some time there, and then I went into community economic development because I wanted to be certified. That's a generalist exam, and so I wanted some community economic development experience, and so I worked in two communities, two small places in Illinois, the last being Jacksonville, Illinois, had a two-county group just west of Springfield, Mm -hmm. Illinois, and then I was recruited to Indianapolis and ran the regional economic development focus for the Indy Partnership, 
and it's from there that I went to Kansas City. I see, yeah. Yeah, so 30 years. It wow. just, it's, it's, it's like every place is a different lifetime. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, and you know, of course, we love helping small to mid-sized communities and companies grow together. And I find that, you know, a lot of people think that the, the whole story of Illinois right now is bad because you always hear about taxes and people leaving. But some of the small towns seem to be making a comeback. So why don't you give us the positive side of the Illinois story so they don't only hear the negative? Well, I think it's, I think there's a couple of really important factors. First of all, you, you got to know that I grew up in downstate Illinois. My hometown is 2,400 people. Oh. And we have a family farm five miles outside of town. Okay. I grew up in a town of about 13,000 downstate. I grew up in Effingham, Illinois. Oh. I-70 and I-57 intersect there. And yeah. it's, a, it's one of the success stories downstate. And I think one of the factors there is they're kind of a can-do community. They have a positive outlook. And they're big supporters of entrepreneurship. So if you're familiar with the CEO program, Creating Entrepreneurial yeah, Opportunities. I am, but I bet our listeners are, yeah. Yes. It's a great program. So Midland States Bank is headquartered there. The Schultz family is very involved with that. Jack Schultz runs AgriCell Industrial Developers. They're headquartered there. And that's where the Creating Entrepreneurial Opportunities got started in the high school I went to. Huh. And they've just kind of grown it around the country. Right. But it, they're very focused. They have this mindset of starting businesses. Right. And as you know, that's one of the three legs of the stool. Mm -hmm. Recruitment, retention, and creation right. of, of right. economic or the businesses. And so where I see communities that are implementing that kind of a strategy where it's a holistic, comprehensive approach, I see success. Mm -hmm. The communities that are kind of waiting on the state to help them right. are struggling in, in Illinois. I think you have to have an, a, a focused value proposition. Mm -hmm. So if I look at our area, my three counties, and I've only been there since Labor Day, but if I look at that, one of our new initiatives is we had six targeted industries. In my opinion, you cannot do, especially in a small organization, right. you can't do justice to all six of those. Right. And so I narrowed that to two specific sectors. We've now engaged a consultant with several site selectors on their team. And what they're doing is they're crafting a model project, employees, square footage, acreage, utility right. usage, etc. For et those targets. So you for those targets. Smart. And then we're going to take that we're going to take that sample project and apply it to the cost parameters in our area, mm -hmm. and then in cost parameters in competing locations in right. other Midwest states, right. oh. and also importantly because we're only 90 minutes from the loop to the city right. and the, and Cook County. Right. And so what we want to be able to say to businesses as they look to relocate, what are their two primary issues when they mm -hmm. when any business looks to relocate? They have really two primary, you can boil it, you can, they can say all kinds of issues, but it boils down to two things. They want to minimize risk, mm -hmm. they want to maximize profitability. Right. That's what they want. And so what the strategy does, is going to do for us, is it's going to be able to allow us to demonstrate what that first year savings looks like versus competing locations. Oh. It's a built-in so incentive. it takes off the emotion of whatever, it shows yeah. you real numbers. So we're cutting their risk, they don't have to do the research, we've already done it right. for them, for Very the competing smart. communities. So we've reduced that risk and cost for them. And at the same time, we've, we've created a built-in incentive that they don't have to apply for. Right. It just is right. by virtue of Those locating. Those are the best incentives. Yeah, isn't that the truth? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you know, we just heard Site Selector yesterday at the conference here yeah. say, what's the best incentive? Well, it's cash. Okay, right. well, if cash is the best incentive, saving cash must be a pretty decent right. incentive too. That's right. right? Yeah. So that's, that's, that's our strategy. And so probably by the end of uh, first quarter calendar year next year, 
we'll be ready to roll that out. But it's very, you hear the shotgun approach, the rifle approach. Right. This is the laser-focused approach. Right. Because we will be very focused on specific market venues, mm-hmm. not the big trade shows where a thousand of my closest economic right. development friends are, specific venues, and the project is going to identify those for us. It's also going to identify the site selectors who specialize in those sectors. Oh, and what are the sectors? Do you know yet what they are? Sure, yeah. One of them is is we picked because we're surrounded by the raw material. Right. So it's value-added agriculture Makes and food sense. processing. And we've got a number of those companies already. And the other one, because we're, we're in the heart of the Midwest, where we're still making things, mm-hmm. Is, is metal fabrication. Oh, yeah. Because from our perspective, you don't have to make the thing as long as you make the component. Right. Right, of the that's end product. Right. Yeah. And so those two sectors are probably what we're best positioned for. Now, that's not to say we're not positioned for logistics. Right. Because we're on the I-80 corridor and we're doing a number of logistics mm-hmm. projects. I'm not sure it needs the kind of right. emphasis that these other two sectors could benefit yeah. from because logistics is kind of naturally right. coming to us. Yeah. And if you really so, target those, yeah, you can make a difference. So that's our strategy, and I probably shouldn't be talking on a podcast about our marketing strategy. <laughs> yeah, tell everybody you see. Um, but but it's but it's but it's the <laughs> it's the. It's okay, it, I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a focus. We we will continue relationship marketing with site selectors. We will continue sponsorship and membership in groups like Air and SIOR and Cornet here in Chicago mm-hmm. in the Chicago chapters. Because again, we're just a stone's throw away, right. and that just makes sense. Yeah. But, but, but in terms of reaching out to sectors, we're going to narrow that focus. Yeah, well, you know, my business partner, Alex Metzger's family, are all from the Metropolis area. Oh, is that yeah, Superman? They, yeah, they had meat processing uh, facilities down. The Metzger Meat Packing Company, oh, if you've ever oh, heard of yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like his granddad. or I can't remember I'll which be. one. But, yeah, they were all from southern Illinois. And right now we're helping Mount Vernon, Jefferson County, do an executive search. And that area is really, they've got a lot of distribution through there. Yes, they're, that's so, a great community, uh, too. Uh, I have really enjoyed, you know, it's just so easy for people to you know down not only illinois but like california and new york you know but then you go up there and there are a lot of pockets that are really growing and, and doing well for themselves so it gives me good hope to see well and i think again mount vernon has a similar advantage to effingham because right. it's 57 and i-64 that's right and you know so you see similar dynamics between those two communities mm-hmm. in terms of commerce off the interstates right and i and i think that that's a propellant for growth mm-hmm. so so those two communities are somewhat insulated but i think it's so interesting and you might consider this if you haven't already on a future podcast, talk with someone about how transportation mm-hmm. networks impact economic development. Oh, yeah. Because in Iowa, in my previous location, one of the challenges that we had was the interstate bypassed the community. Oh. And I mean by like 30 miles. Oh, yeah. And, just around town. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was the, the highway that went through the community, the two-lane highway, was the, the arterial prior to the interstates. Right. And then you take the interstate and it's 30 miles away. What does that do to economic development or the economic trajectory of the community? And I argue that it it squashes it. Right, right. And, you know, and there was a study, IEDC did a study on infrastructure some years back through the EDRP oh, yeah, program. Yeah. And it talks about that. And so we were using that to advocate for four-laning US-30 across mm-hmm. Iowa as a reliever route to I-80. And, you know, and that would also bring economic development to those areas by virtue of an increased traffic right. and, and better access to markets and so on. Right. I, I think that's and I think that's why that speaks to why Mount Vernon and Effingham are doing so well. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, and Mount Vernon's Cardinals fans, not Cubs. So that's important. Probably where you are, it crosses over. Right through there somewhere. Yeah, well, you, you know. From, I'm Cardinals myself. I, well, I, I grew up Cardinals, too. And, you know, I get a hard time from my friends in Chicago. They're like, they're not even a, an Illinois an Illinois team. Oh, uh, my might wife, as well be. Yeah. yeah, well, my wife is a Cubs fan. Oh. You know, so we're, we're a divided household. Yeah, yeah. Those Cardinals-Cubs games are fun. So we got office in St. Louis. Oh, yeah, and So I go up to opening day, and if they make the playoffs, I go up. But last year, I got into the hockey. You know, this day oh, one. Oh, the Blues. That was oh, a lot yeah. of fun. Oh, oh, man, St. Louis is nuts about the Blues. Yeah, it is. So, it well, is. of course, Chicago is nuts about the Blackhawks. Yeah, yeah so. it is. I love St. Louis. <laughs> well, what kind of product do you have there? Do you got any good buildings or sites available? Or is that something you got to work on? Or? You know, that was something that really impressed me. So this was a startup organization organization three years ago. Uh So I'm only the second CEO. I took over from Ivan Baker, Mm -hmm. who you may know. And Ivan did a really, really good job of developing product for sites and buildings. Buildings is the challenge. And we're talking about, you know, spec development or virtual buildings or things of that nature, because sometimes you simply don't get on the radar screen without a facility. In terms of sites, we have great number of ready-to-go sites right adjacent to the interstate, right at interchanges. And that's why, again, I think we're seeing some of the logistics projects come to us because we're ready to go. And there's like a 20% savings in taxes versus the city. Oh, yeah. You know, so you just drive a few minutes further, you've got lower tax rates, you've got lower land costs, you've got lower labor costs. And, you know, so I I think that's a a marketing proposition vis-a-vis the city. We're not looking to attract companies out of Chicago. Mm -hmm. We're trying to get that next expansion or that next logistics project. And so it's not like we're competing with Chicago to take their companies. We just want, you know, their expansions. So in terms of product, the other thing that's a great advantage to us is our office is at the local community college. And our college is a great partner for us. In terms of value-added ag and food processing, they just restarted their ag program, and they're going great guns in terms of genomics and all kinds of things related to crop sciences. And that's going to be a a perfecter. It it meshes together very well. Yeah, and I like how niche you're being. I've seen some communities do target industries. By the way, we're recording this at the Mid-America EDC conference, and there's a siren going by. So don't, (laughs) don't feel we're okay. Don't feel bad. But I see a lot of people do targeting, and then all of a sudden I'll read it, and it'll be like target aerospace. And I'll be like, well, that's a lot of it. What part? Like, you know, so I think the more niche you can be, it really helps you go after. Well, you know. yeah, and you, you look around, There's, and this is true of our website as well. One of the things I read on the website before I took the job was a targeted sector was advanced manufacturing. And you'll see this for communities right. around the country. What well, is just that? what is advanced <laughs> manufacturing, right? And, right. and it, it, frankly, it covers all sectors. Mm-hmm. It's just an approach. Right. right. I would argue that most manufacturing today is advanced yeah, that's manufacturing. Hardly, if you're not, you can't hardly survive. Yeah, and so you know, so we had that, and we had healthcare, and we had it may have been chemicals on there as well. But these two sectors we've picked, uh-huh. I think are, we're most poised to be most successful with. Right. We put more effort into them, mm-hmm. and th- so that's the strategy. Yeah. It's a, I tell you, the, the communities that we have. We, I live in Ottawa. My work in Oglesby, uh, but we have with LaSalle, Peru. Each of them are different and unique and really cool in their own right. Living in Ottawa, I live just two blocks off of downtown. Ah. And we're just getting ready to have the launch of the Chris Kindle Mart. So there'll be vendors in the downtown park, which is a block from my house. Right. There's all these cool restaurants, all these cool you know, entertainment venues, uh-huh. downtown movie theater. Very kind of community oriented and we're minutes from the city. Right. To me, that's a massive asset. Yeah, because close you, enough to get there if you need it. Far exactly. If you don't want it, you don't have that, to. That's so true. <laughs> I mean, we don't deal with the traffic that you deal with in the city. Right. 
you can choose to deal with it if you want to, to go to see, you know, the Lyric Opera in Chicago right. or go to the museums or go out on Lake Michigan. You can do all of that. It's just, you know, it's just a few minutes drive right. away. Right. At the same time, you, you know, I have a neighborhood where people walk after dark. They're, they're mm-hmm. pushing strollers and they're walking their dogs. And I live right by a local parochial high school. You'd never even know there was a school by me. It's so quiet. Right. It's and it's it's just a great historic neighborhood in this really cool community. But I could say the same thing about LaSalle. And LaSalle's got re- a really cool downtown and some awesome restaurants. Like I used to see in Kansas City, I would have never expected to see in a town of, you know, less than 10,000. Right. right. So, you know, and Ottawa itself where I live is the biggest community. It's about 20,000. So, these are not big places. Collectively, our market is 150,000 in our three counties right. so it's it's not a small place right but they're all spread out and that part of illinois is easy to get around there's no traffic and really right. good road infrastructure so you can you can go you know in 30 minutes you can go 40 miles yeah well if you want to go north south or east west you can do it on 80 or 39 either one of them and so it's great that's why it's so good for logistics well as so. we as we wind down, we have some people listening to our podcast who kind of just got in the profession. And so as a veteran now of 30 years in multiple <laughs> communities, what advice would you give? Uh, what tips? What do you think it takes to be successful? And what are maybe some road bumps they ought to be looking for as they're getting themselves started? You know, one of the big challenges I've seen lately is how economic development corporations measure success. Mm-hmm. Is it only about jobs and investment? Right. You know, over the course of my career, I've done $2 billion in deals, about 15,000 jobs. Which is, you know, no small number, right. but at the end of the day, though, how do you do economic development, industrial development, and attraction if you don't have the workforce, for instance? Right. And that's the big issue today. Yeah. I would say one of the best learning opportunities I ever had was when I went to the Economic Development Institute, and so I, I did three years, I'm an EDI grad, but when I went to EDI, after class I went and hung out in a bar and I listened to the Greybeards mm. talk, right? right? <laughs> you know, talk, get a mentor talk with people who are experienced because they've been there they've seen that they've done that they have perspective of, of time and they can give guidance for pitfalls and bumps in the road and things of that nature that that would be my best advice and I, that's my advice I, I mentor people as they prepare for the certification exam too and you know that's that's always what I advise candidates for the exam get a mentor they're gonna help you prepare in a way that you just can't do yourself. Yeah, that's right. And you know, it's funny in economic development, while it's very competitive, most people help the other one. They'll root for I tell people it's like golf on the recruiting side. <laughs> you know, it's like the PGA Tour. If you win one tournament a year, you're a Hall of Famer. It's not like football. You don't have to <laughs> win right. every single day. So that's it's easy right. to it's easy to help each other. Well, Mike, as we wind down, give these folks your website. Tell them how to get a hold of you in case they got any questions. Absolutely. They can reach me at Mike at EDC nci.org that's my email address and edcnci.org is our web address check us out you know give us some pointers if we've done something wrong on the website or kudos if you like what you see give me a call and all of our contact information is on the web page phone numbers and stuff but drop me an email give me a call i'm happy to help because yes we're all in competition but at the same time you know if we all work together Right. It raises the whole profession. That's right. So I really enjoy helping young economic developers especially. Well, Mike, thank you for spending a few minutes with us today and really uh, letting these folks know Illinois is open for business. And Absolutely. So obviously your area is one of them. So thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Thanks, Chad.